Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Adam here, popping into your podcast feed to give you a little update on Forgive Me and then introduce you to a show we really enjoy. Production of Forgive Me Season 3 is well on its way now. We've had some really exciting recording sessions for both returning characters and also wonderful new characters, which means we are expanding our cast in a big way. We'll have more info about that very soon. For the rest of this year, we've got at least one episode coming your way a month to tie us between Season 2 and Season 3. We're excited for some holiday specials and maybe even another crossover. Okay, enough on the updates front. Today, we want to introduce you to Gather the Suspects, a cozy murder mystery comedy set in Wales during a very boring apocalypse. Gather the Suspects takes the traditional locked room murder mystery with its closed circle of suspects and gives it a makeover for the 21st century. Gone are the stately homes of Agatha Christie and Dorothy L. Sayers, replaced with a fading apartment block in a near-future Wales, mixing comedy, coziness, and a central mystery that keeps you guessing until the end. Gather the Suspects is a playful take on a familiar genre. You can find Gather the Suspects wherever you get your podcasts. Just look out for the Pink Flamingo and start listening today. I really enjoyed the first season, and I know you will too. Here's the first episode of Gather the Suspects. Made Up Audio Productions presents Gather the Suspects. Episode 1, Bored to Death. Sorry, could you get... Oh, sorry. Yeah, let me help you with the shopping. Oh, <laughs> thanks. You're on two, right? Yeah. Thanks. Oh, I'm Dan, by the way. Uh, I live on seven. Yeah, I've seen you about here a bit. Cara. I live on the second floor. Oh, um, for you already. Um, I'd offer to shake your hand, but... Um, yeah, that's right. You live with dressing gown guy. Mm. Yep. That's just a... Yeah, what's his deal? He caused quite the ruckus at the last residence association meeting. 
they were even talking about getting him banned after the gown incident. What? Jack? Oh, he's harmless. <sighs> Whatever you say. Wait. You and him aren't... You know. Are you? Oh, God, no. We're just old friends. It's convenient for both of us. You know, with everything like it is at the moment. Well, um, here's my stop. Nice to meet you, Dan. Likewise. Oh, hey, wait, don't forget your bags. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks. That's Dan. Or Dapper Dan, as Jack calls him. But compared to Jack, everyone's dapper. Dan lives in the penthouse of our building, and despite having no obvious job, he swans around all day looking immaculately groomed in a three-piece suit. I think before all this happened, he was a car salesman or a recruitment consultant. a nice enough guy. A bit full of himself. But what else has he got to do now in these crazy times and peacock around a block of flats? It's no better or worse than dealing with it by sitting in his pants and dressing gown all day. No worse. Just different. Different people have different ways of processing things, I guess. Talking of which... All right. I'm in the lounge. Of course you are. Is that what you've been doing all day? Huh? I just bumped into your favourite person on the left. Uh-huh. This monosyllabic vision in a flamingo patterned dressing gown is my housemate, Jack. Full-time unemployed, part-time scourge of the resident committee. Is this all you've done today? Play Tomb Raider? No, of course not. I'm hurt you'd even think so. I've also played The Last of Us, Resident Evil, and spent three hours trying to connect to the internet for a game of Call of Duty. Since the war and the separation of Wales from his erstwhile big bro, the internet can be intermittent at best. And even when you can get on first time, the massive black hole left when both England and the US blocked their citizens from accessing it means useful content is thin on the ground at best. At least the rolling blackouts have stopped for now, I guess. What about that list you wrote last night? Did you manage to do any of it? Ah, take a look. Mate, this list literally just says play more PlayStation. Well, isn't that what all these self-proclaimed gurus keep banging on about? Make small achievable goals and soon you have a mountain or some crap like that. Well, at least if any zombies do ever decide to show up, I can sleep easy knowing you've got it covered. Wish some zombies would bloody show up. At least they wouldn't be so boring. What are you going to do? Chase them around with that blunt samurai sword you keep in your room? Hey, the guy I bought that from on eBay promised he could cut through anything. Cans, wood, imaginary metaphors for out-of-control consumerist culture. 
<sighs> Want a coffee? I think we still have some left. None left in the shops, and I couldn't face Kiwin for a third time to get into Morrison's. see for himself then. Our day of walking on the building, is it? Sure those hundred pound Gucci shoes aren't made for that much activity, you know? Mate, you've literally sat on your arse all day. The only difference is, Dan has better dress sense. Oh, it's just Dan now, is it? Getting all chummy with our resident dilettante. Stop being such a snob, Jack. He was nice. As a matter of fact, he helped me carry my shopping all the way up here. Which is more than I can say for certain other dilettantes closer to home. How dare you! I'm a pretentious amateur at best. <laughs> at least you're honest. Ah, oh, good. Someone sane has arrived. That's Geraint coming home. He lives across the hall, but he basically spends 90% of his time at our flat. He has the unenviable job of stopping the next generation making the same horrific pigs here that we have of running the world. So he's often stressed, but I think I would be too in his position. He also has the patience of a saint, which helps. Oh, hey, what a long and stressful day that was. Can't wait to get out of these. Ooh, is that Tomb Raider? I want to go. <sighs> I guess sin is an increasingly fluid construct in today's world. Hey, did you ever play Space Invaders? I never had that game, see. No, it was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked, liked playing that. You two, don't forget. Got a residence meeting in an hour. If we're still welcome after last time. What? Don't look at me. I was just making a point. I didn't realise that my gun would fly open like that. There was no need for all of that fuss. Maybe you should at least put some proper clothes on for this one. You know, to try and show some effort to smooth things over. And shackle myself in the chains of societal expectations? I think or not. It sounds like he's joking. Problem is, he's really only half joking. Well, will you at least put some underwear on this time? Each week, the flats hold a meeting for all the residents. Before the world went to shit, there used to be monthly affairs, where the older residents could come and moan about non-regulation flower boxes on balconies, or how the light in stairwell B was still flickering. But when everything kicked off, they became weekly meetings aimed at keeping everyone up to date with important developments, disseminating government updates, generally just giving people a place to see other humans. Even though things are quieter here now, the weekly meetings have remained. Mainly out of habit. During the crisis, they brought us together. Now, they often serve as a reminder that we are a group of disparate people and personalities brought together through circumstance rather than a sense of shared ideals. Which Jack is often all too eager to remind people. And Maché was supposed to be on the early shift so he could take Lucas to school in the morning. Then the boss tells Maché that Alex needs earlies to go work in the soup kitchen. What are we supposed to say to that no, let the kids starve? 
So Mache is back on late, Santia. That's my best friend, Veronica. We work together at the Welltel call centre. She isn't saying much. Over half the people employed in Wales now work in the call centre. Normally, I'm not one for gossip, but I hate perfect Alex and her perfect husband, Gethin. They're just... Oh, I don't know. It's perfect. It's not natural. Soup kitchen. Hmm. Probably selling drugs to kids. Gotta be up to something. No one can be that peppy all the... Hi, Cara. Oh, love your top. Veronica, thank you and Maché for letting me take the early shift. My church is really thankful oh, too. Oh, hi, Alex. I thought it was a soup kitchen. Uh, yeah, it is. My church runs a soup kitchen outside of City Hall for the homeless. God bless their souls. Anyway, have a great eve, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. What a bitch. What a bitch. Okay, everyone, settle down. Okay. Let's get started. That's Mr. Khan. He's the head of the residence committee. He's the walk-in definition of an old-school gentleman. Even Jack likes Mr. Khan. A nicer and kinder man you couldn't wish to meet. Excuse me, this isn't some Peking Street market. Will you quieten down? Proving that not all old-school attitudes are charming, that walking bag of bigotry and bile is Giles Hampson. He and his wife, that overgrown poodle sat next to him, have made rudeness an art form. Thank you, Giles, but I think I've got this under control. And I think it's Beijing now. Also, Mr and Mrs Bajracharya are from Pokhara in Nepal. No, <laughs> don't think I've got it under control. Anyway, thank you for coming, everyone. I appreciate the effort to attend each week and to put your thoughts forward on how we can continue to make Prosperity Heights a safe and pleasant place to live. Firstly, Jimmy Rich sends his apologies to everyone. His new comedy tour starts tonight. He'll be entertaining the troops on the border in Monmouth tonight, so he can't be with us. Such a shame. Mr Rich always brings a certain je ne sais quoi to proceedings. Even so, we must persist without such celebrity sparkle and get down to the business at hand. First order of business is... Ah, uh, yes. James and Will Jones from Pembroke House would like to talk about their upcoming charity collection for the war orphans. Oh, Giles. Not those horrid homosexuals. Oh, uh, oh well. Will and I have been working with the shelter in Dumbles Road. You know, to make sure that they're looked after. See what I mean? As we go through a meeting, each speaker, in turn, gets the Hampson treatment as they very loudly talk about how so-and-so has got fat or the, the nice Hungarian family on the third floor reminds them of their gardener who stole apples. I'm all for finding the best in people, but that's an incredibly hard thing to do with the Hampsons. I mean, who even's got the time needed to dig deep enough in that pit of acid to find something redeeming about them? Jack has already started shifting about uneasily. One more comment like the last one. We may be in for some sparkle in the evening after all. So just bring your donations, any unwanted toys, games... 
You know, or even a cash donation. Only if you can afford it, of course. Yeah, only if you can afford it, of course. Thank you, James. You and Will have been doing some sterling work, and I'm sure we are all really grateful for your efforts. It's disgusting. <sighs> On to the next item. I've got here that Dan Harris has something important he wants to talk to the group about. Actually, I've not seen him tonight. Dan, are you here? No? Okay. We'll continue to the next item on the agenda. Just a friendly reminder that if you can't make the meeting, try and pass me your excuses, I mean, your reasons, before the meeting. Next up... Mr. Giles Hampson. I would like to propose that a new rule be implemented immediately banning the use of any language but English in the communal areas. You're in Wales, you arrogant tosser! And so it goes on. It's pretty much how every residence meeting ends. At least on this occasion, Jack took our advice and wore clothes like an actual adult man. Still, at least someone stands up to the Hampson's prejudice. Mr Khan does his best to stop them taking over. I think most of the residents are either too scared or too polite to tell them to cram their racist, homophobic and jingoistic views where the sun don't shine. Strange Dan was a no-show. He's always there. Geraint says it's because he doesn't have anything better to do. Like the rest of us do. Well, that was fun. Don't act like you don't enjoy feeding the Hampsons their asses. Well, it's cretins like the Hampsons that got us into this mess in the first place. The least they could do is show some shame or regret, but no. Oh, come on. That's not really fair. They're just two posh old gits stuck in their prejudices. They didn't start the war. No, but they voted enough times for those monsters that did. But we don't blame the cult members who are brainwashed into drinking the Kool-Aid, do we? We blame the cult leaders for exploiting people's fears and twisting them to turn a blind eye to unspeakable things. Yeah, but I'm willing to bet that any cult survivors weren't so keen on Kool-Aid after their experiences. I'm not saying don't keep pointing out their... Fascism? Intolerance. But just remember, there's 50-odd years of built-up prejudices in there. You can't just break that down overnight. Yeah, I guess. Look, it's not like I go out of my way to start an argument with them. They just really rubbed me up the wrong way, you know? Yeah, I know. Did you see Khan's face when you called Mrs Hampson an angry wasp masquerading as a chihuahua? <laughs> I thought he was going to burst out laughing. Ha, yeah. Mr Khan is great. Without him, those meetings would be 100% Giles Bile. Did you know he was a spy? What? Mate, Khan wasn't a spy. He was? Rishi's wife told me... Linda... That's your big source. Really? Yeah, she knows what goes on around you. She said that she went to Khan's flat and there's loads of pictures of him with various world leaders. Not all friendly ones either. And, and he keeps all of his money in his flat. As stamps. Stamps? Oh, well, that proves it then. We all know about James Bond's famous stamp collection. Mate, Linda's a gossip. Pictures of dictators and some mouldy old stamps don't prove anything. You say gossip, I say a good source of information. Of course stamps make sense. No paper trail, right? Jack, it's ridiculous. Get right, tell him. 
I've done okay. We know Mr. Khan worked for the Foreign Office. He's told us before. Stranger things have happened. Oh, good grief. Last bastion of common sense around you has fallen. Jack, you just want it to be true because you're bored. You and Linda Patel-Smith need some excitement and drama in your lives to break up the monotony of being stuck in these four walls for 90% of the day. Well, you can't blame me. Whoever thought an apocalypse could be so boring? I admit it. I am bored. 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 Bored of the same old daily routine. Bored of the same sodden news reports day after day. I want some excitement. We can't all be as easily pleased as Gillian Soddenhampson when she gets a wink off the zealous celebrity Jimmy Rich on her way to the yoga. Also, what is up with that? Xenophobic as shit, but takes up yoga. Surely she should have taken up some good old-fashioned British pursuit, like queuing for bowls of gruel in the freezing cold for five hours. Or tennis. Which just feels like queuing for gruel for five hours. Haha. <laughs> Anyway, I still think Linda's right about Khan being a spy. You might be right, Jack. You might just be right. Another fantastic day of answering phones done. I don't miss my old life in broadcast journalism at all. No siree. Give me a hundred calls from people angry that their 20-year-old TVs won't turn on any day. <sighs> I'm just being facetious because I'm tired. I'm one of the lucky ones, I guess. At least I have a job. Oh, there's Dan. Man, he looks like shit. Hey, Dan, can you hold the door? Oh, sorry. Hey, Cara. The guy looks like he's seen a ghost. Going up? Hmm? What? Well, usually when one gets in a lift, one chooses a button to go up or down. As nice as it is hanging out in the lobby with you and all. Oh, huh. Oh, of course. Uh, sorry, Cara. You know, I just... I'm just a bit... Is everything okay, Dan? You don't seem your usual chipper self. Um, yeah. I've just got some stuff that I need to, um... You know, the things that I've got to do and, um... Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm okay. It must be bad. Poor guy's not even wearing a tie. Could be 40 degrees out and you could still count on Dapper Dan to be walking round in a three-piece suit and tie without a hair out of place. Well, this is me. See you, Dan. Good luck with the things and, and stuff. Hmm? Oh, yeah, thanks. Sorry. Bye, Cara. Well, that was weird. Didn't even offer to carry my bags. It's not very dapper of Dapper Dan. 
not that I care, or need to have my bags carried. Just wonder what his deal is. What the? Kara, what's happening? I don't know. It sounds like it's coming from upstairs. Who's bloody screaming? We can hear it from all the way at the other end of the corridor. It's upstairs. Let's go Wait. look. I'm going to go grab my hockey stick in case it's a... No time! Let's go! Screams sound like they're coming all the way from the fifth floor. Whatever's going on, it sounds serious. Whoa. Half the building's here already. I can't... I can't quite see what's happening. Everyone's crowding around the lift doors. The source of the screams is Gillian Hampson, who's now sobbing into a foaming and shouting... Oh, he's dead! Who's dead? We need to get to the front and see what's going on. Sorry, I just want to... Guys, please... Excuse me. Uh, Could I just... Excuse me. Um, Sorry, can can we just... Is Dapper Dan? He's been stabbed in the back. Just lie in there. Face down in a... In a crimson pool of his own blood, while while the lift doors open and slowly close on his crumpled body. Oh Jesus! Someone get Mr. Khan! How? He knows only there a minute ago. Could someone kill him in that time? God, poor Dan. Someone, get me something to prop this door open, will you? Mr Khan moves over to the body and puts his foot in the lift doors to stop them from closing again. What? What's happened? You've been listening to Gather the Suspects. In episode one, the suspects were Beth and Reese as Cara, James Morgan as Jack, Edward Llewellyn as Geraint, Boggy Bondor as Veronica, Erin Pinnell as Alex, Richard Wilde as Mr. Hampson, Corinne Strickett as Mrs. Hampson, Tian Pham as Mr. Khan and Rishi, Magnus Carlson as Will. Jonathan Evans as Dapper Dan and James. Other voices were provided by Wojciech Matras. Gather the Suspects was written and directed by Jonathan Evans, with sound design and audio production by Luke Wilhelm. Follow us on Twitter at gtsus underscore pod for updates on the show. And remember to hit subscribe in your favourite podcast app to be notified each time we release a new episode. Transcripts of the show can be found on our website and in the episode descriptions. Next time, episode two, The Not-So-Dapper Death of Dapper Dan Harris.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Mount Absalom, a community, a heritage, a home. The green jewel in the majestic crown of Ohio, for 200 years, Mount Absalom has been a place to play. N32. Bingo! A place to learn. For in thy green and growing arms, we have everything we need. All right. Now let's get out our math homework. A place to work. Here at the Celery Bottling Works, we produce over 2,000 bottles of celery soda every day. A place to raise a family. It's a girl. It's a place of history. And here we have the barrel of whiskey that Confederate soldiers stole from Mount Absalom Patriot Amelia Pleasance during Morgan's raid. And of course, a place of celery. 201st Celery Festival, I dub thee Open! <laughs> Mount Absalom is the perfect place for making memories. 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 Make your memories with us. Make your memories here. And Absalom. Paid for by the Delphi Quarter of Mount Absalom and Celeric Bottling Works. Refreshing Celeric Soda and Diet Celeric Soda. <sighs> A Midwestern Gothic Mystery. Learn more at unwellpodcast.com.